0: Let's talk gospel music Go. I'm your host, and Sonia Gibbs, here to talk with gospel music singers, songwriters, historians, recording artists, choir masters and directors. In this podcast, my guests will share their journey, their struggle, their strength, and most of all, their inspiration. Some of the guests on the podcast will be well known throughout the gospel field, and others, you will have heard their instruments, their voices, and their emotions. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. We had such an enjoyable conversation. I just didn't want to edit any of it, so I've opened this up to a second part. And today, my guest is Dr. Catherine Baker Kemp, who is an associate minister at Memorial Baptist Church in Chicago. She's an author of four books and multiple articles covering gospel music, icons, and music ministry. Dr. Baker Kemp is a board member of the Chicago Gospel Music Heritage Museum and serves on the academic faculty of Gospel Music Workshop of America. She began her music ministry over 50 years ago as a pianist for the Junior Choir of the Morning Star Baptist Church in Chicago. Let's rejoin that conversation we were having last week. It is so nice. It is wonderful to hear these kind of stories and to hear what and just talking about an idea takes you to a different evolution that you found this festival that has been going on for years. And this is my first time hearing about it. I'll just tell, I'll just tell you that this is my first time hearing about it. And it sounds like it's very interesting. And, um, Hmm, maybe we'll get some more details about it. And,
1: uh, like to slow down. It's always the last weekend in June okay. correlates with, the. The Music Month, always that last weekend, and And they do all of his music, they do jazz, they do gospel, and they do blues, Mm -hmm. and they do the gospel in the church normally, and the church is packed and overflowing, black and white.
0: Wow, okay, that sounds so exciting, it sounds like that would be, (laughs) that is so exciting. I was talking to someone who was much younger and, well, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at something on Facebook talking about uh, going to technology and someone wrote on there, wow, I didn't know that Thomas Dorsey uh, was in jazz. And I was like, well, she was my rainy. He was Ma Rainey's musician <laughs> in blues, you know, and they were like, I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, you really you know, they said, no, 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 he, he was always been gospel. And I said, you really need to research and find out more about people before you get on and write, um, a statement about someone and saying, oh, he was, he was this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you do know that he was a uh, key of the musician for Ma Rainey. And, uh, do you know who Ma Rainey is? <laughs> So that is, it's wonderful to know that that festival is going on. And I hope that more people, maybe before we end the show, you'll tell us about it and more people will go to the festival to partake. That sounds really wonderful.
1: Mm -hmm. I also had the opportunity to visit Ma Rainey's um, Museum in Columbus, Georgia, when I was researching this book and uh, saw many artifacts with him, including music that he wrote on display. Uh, working for her is actually what prompted him to get back into the gospel some of the experiences he had uh, and saw that his life was in jeopardy Uh, Mm. once they played somewhere and she had absconded with the money and the police came looking for her and it was very very tense for a moment and god gave him many opportunities to turn come back to him uh, his niece said he knew all of his life that he was supposed to be a minister. He just ran from it. And finally, after the death of his first wife and son, he embraced it. He stopped running from God after he stopped being angry with God. You know, bitter at first for him taking them, but he, he knew he had to give his life to God.
0: Mm-hmm. God sure has a way of getting your attention.
1: Oh, <laughs> most definitely. And then blessed him with another family. Mm -hmm. So he still has a family. Children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. God left him a legacy both spiritually and uh, biologically.
0: Now, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there someone in the Bible that had a situation like that?
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) not quite like that. Because, you know.
0: It was, it was similar. I, I'm just being, I'm just being funny now. But
1: okay. Who are, when, are you suggesting? Uh, Well, I believe. I know you're was. not talking about the one that married the two sisters.
0: Oh no, Job. I was going more, more towards Job because his family was taken away. Uh, and then he had to restart because he was, uh, he was I obedient. You, I
1: see where you're going. With yeah. That. He was yeah.
0: obedient, but he wound up having uh, after losing his first family and right. uh, rebuilding in God and really putting his faith more in God
1: after That's his true. second
0: family. So, That's
1: yeah. true.
0: <laughs> so, you know, when you do research on people and you find what almost what makes them tick, even if you can't talk to them personally. But you almost find out what makes them tick. But the common denominator is that God speaks. And when God gives you an assignment, Mm -hmm. you are going to do it whether you want to or not. (laughs) Amen.
1: Amen. If you're obedient, yes.
0: He is going to find a way to get you to when he gives you an instruction and you know that that's an instruction to go ahead and follow what God is, is telling you that he wants you to do.
1: When we most likely want to be like Jonah and run in the opposite direction. (laughs) It's not easy being a follower of Christ because you have to pick up the cross. You have to suffer loss. You have to suffer humiliation. And a lot of times you see people who are getting by, uh, who aren't godly and you're struggling and you ask yourself why? Mm-hmm. why is he blessing them and not me and you have to go back and look in scripture you know like the 73rd psalm that <laughs> says i got so angry with god because i saw the ritual getting by and i'm struggling you know what's wrong what's what's mm-hmm. the point where's my reward and when you want your reward in heaven and earth it gets a little difficult
0: oh yeah I. I am uh, coming to the realization of that <laughs> <laughs> myself. So I know that when you dedicate your life to God and you, you're, you're now um, in ministry and you dedicate your life to God, talk to me a little bit about your slight, uh, how can I say, the knowledge that you knew that God wanted you to be ordained.
1: Uh, When The full title of the book on Thomas Dorsey is Anointed to Sing the Gospel, the Levitical Legacy of Thomas Dorsey. The difference in the the Dorsey Convention, which is its nickname, and GMWA, is that the Dorsey Convention talks about ministry, uh, what you do in singing as more or less related to ministry in the church. Uh, That's emphasized more than ministry as an industry, which is how it is viewed in GMWA, because you have a much bigger impact from the musical industry in their workshops. I come from a Levitical family, which is a family of pastors. And I was determined that I was not going to become one. Um, And my father, who was a pastor told me before he died that I was going to be in the ministry and I assured him I was not. And he just smiled and looked at me and didn't say another word. And he died in 2001. I um, told my a pastor about my call in 2011, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. People in the church had told me all along, you know, you're, you're a minister and I just look at them and smile and just keep going. But I thought I could serve God without being a minister because everyone is supposed to be a minister. Everyone has a ministry. God gives everybody at least one gift. And that gift you're supposed to use to minister to other people. So as far as I was concerned, I was doing my duty. I was ministering with the gift that God had given me. Not as much musically as it was in missionary work um, and teaching, I knew I was a teacher. So I didn't think I had to take the office of minister. But cancer told me when he got my attention, put me flat on my back, that I have ordained you to be a minister of the gospel message. And if you are going to do what I have ordained you to do, you have to accept my will and be obedient. That did it. I heard him very clearly. He had spoken to me in the past. He would tell me when to go someplace, when to get out of someplace. I knew he was talking to me, but I just didn't want to hear it. (laughs) And then I said I was too old at that age to do it. Mm. Well, I'm still alive 10 years later, so I guess I wasn't too old.
0: (laughs) See, everybody has a mission. Everybody has a goal that
1: that God wants them to get to. (laughs) Yes, yes. He healed my body so that I could serve him. So my assignment is not complete.
0: Amen. That's the way
1: I look at it now.
0: Amen. Now, you have a book that you wrote in 2018, Mm -hmm. Sacred Song Survival salvation and the African-American religious experience. Mm -hmm. Give me an overview of that.
1: I wrote that book as I was um, doing my PhD in ministry at a seminary. It was my thesis. Uh, My first doctorate was in education because I was a um, counselor and an administrator. That was an educational doctorate. But I thought I needed to be grounded in ministry as a minister, and I went back and got this degree. I actually just took the dissertation and turned it into a book, because my dissertation was about the role of the church, from the invisible church of the enslaved African to the 21st century church, of how music not only helped us survive, sacred song, but we took it, we took the religion of the oppressor and made it work for the oppressed. Mm. We made it our salvation our way. We turned the the God around from the God of injustice to the God who was the liberator, the God of Moses that led them out, uh, Jesus who freed those who was in prison. And we gave religion a voice and an African spirituality that helped us survive the racism of this country to this present day, especially during the civil rights movement, we saw it. Yeah,
0: all right. Well, that is a wonderful perspective of it. A lot of people don't understand why I've had conversations with people who don't understand, well, why do you praise God when you're going through? Because God is the one that's going to get you out of it. Mm. (laughs) He put you in there for a reason. He allowed you to get there for a reason. But he's going to be the one to get you out of there because you're going to always find a way. Uh, You just sit still and listen to the voice of God. A lot of people Make a, make a statement. And I heard you say that God spoke to you and you heard him. A lot of people don't realize that God speaks to you in so many different ways. Yeah. He, you know, They think they're sitting there and that God is just going to say something. You're going to say, huh? What? Okay. <laughs> but God speaks to you through people, Through songs, there's someone that may walk up to you and say something just out of the blue, and it was something you've been thinking about or something that you've been praying to God about, and they give you an answer. They give you a word. Or you may be sitting and reading a devotional. And the devotional, of course, the person that wrote the devotional, they have no idea what you're going through because they put that in writing maybe so many years ago. And it speaks to your heart. That's God talking to you. And it is wonderful to hear that you allowed the Lord to speak to you and then acted on what he asked you to do. (laughs) I think that is fantastic.
1: God is awesome. Uh, Oh yeah. I am just sorry that so many people don't have a personal relationship with him and that their church experience did not make them want to know him. If they had a church experience and if they had not How can they decide to just try him, even if it's not in a formal church setting, but if they can just allow him into their hearts, if they can repent and ask for forgiveness, if they can say, I believe you that you died on the cross for my sins. You don't have to be baptized in the body to be baptized in the spirit Mm -hmm. to become a member of his family. And uh, we know that through his stripes, we are healed. We can conquer everything.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, just before we bring this to a close, there's something else that you do as you work with prison ministry. And w- through your prison ministry work, do you also enlighten them about the sacred music and what the importance of gospel music is?
1: You are not allowed to do that Oh, uh, in a court appointed system, we can bring the message through the materials that we use Uh, in the juvenile setting. It's Christian material that we use. I used to have an opportunity to go into the adult facilities um, during Black History Month. And during that time, I would, of course, bring in figures of Black people. And I might sneak a religious figure in among the Black men that I was talking to them about. in a women's prison once we did Hannah's story and we were able to correlate Hannah in the Bible to them being without their children. But you have to get specific permission to do anything biblical in a state facility.
0: Wow. Wow, I had no idea about that. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, I know that I have learned quite a bit in our conversation. And I enjoyed the fact that you and I met through a voice mess <laughs> through a voice message that you sent. And I had to do some uh, tracking to. And I am so glad that I was able to find you and that we were able to communicate. I hope that we continue to communicate and learn more about each other and about the development of where you're going with your books, and I really enjoyed, I'm going to purchase one of the books. I have not purchased it yet, but I'm going to purchase one of the books and read it because I find it fascinating to learn more about the history of gospel, learn more about how things were organized uh, and how things developed and grow and how, you, when you think about someone's life, like, well, take Thomas Dorsey for a minute and the twists and turns that he did to get to God and then to actually flourish in something that he, I would say in the the initial start of it, didn't realize that he would be the catalyst for something that is still going on something that is growing and developing, and still get recognition for
1: that. Yes, that's really footprints in the sand of time. Um, If your life is meaningful, you don't just disappear when your body leaves this earth, because the legacy and the lessons that you have taught others remains with them. And if you made an impact, some of what you taught others will continue to be taught by them to steal others. I hope that we as a people don't lose our legacy from spirituals because people don't recognize that spirituals became the genesis of all folk music in this country. It all began with us as it usually does. Uh, we have spirit, and we actually have the spirit of God, uh, whether we know it or not, because God created heaven and earth. He created man from the dust of the earth. If you don't think that you came from some ape or something, but if we realize that we have a spiritual connection to a creator who cares about us and and sent his son, uh, the Psalms, the book of Psalms was the way the Hebrews recognized God. That was their psalm book those 150 songs, and you see singing in the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. So our life should be a song. Uh, the slave songs were about hardships. The spirituals were about the cruelty of the oppressor. The gospel music was about finding something good to sing about in depression, and what we have lost, I think, that is in large part of the problem that we see with the love lost in our community, with blacks killing blacks and disrespect and other things is that we have no foundation. We have no roots. We have nothing to anchor us. And in those older days, you heard songs like my soul is an anchor. You heard songs that hymns even. Um, Jesus is a rock in a weary land of spiritual. You heard, um, I come to the garden alone. You heard Amazing Grace, you heard Precious Lord, you had something you could hum and sing. Uh, These kids now have, have, um, I'm not talking against hip hop or a rap, but most of the things that they listen to are not of God. Mm. So the images they have are not of peace or harmony, they're of destruction, they're of Satan because he is the ruler of this world. And I don't wanna lose this whole generation of young people who are our future Mm -hmm. because they're walking in darkness and not in the light.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope that there is some change of focus. Um, I will say this is that um, some of the music that I listen to, they say seven words and it's constantly repeated and it never has a kind of, it never says God. It never says Jesus. It always talks about me and I. And I've I've listened to some of them and I'm like, wow, really? (laughs) Seven words and or ten. Some of them have a maximum of 10 words and it's constantly repeated over and over again. And very, very rarely do I hear any form of God's word in the song or in the music that is uh put out there over the airwaves and uh that is a sad situation I think myself as much as I love music I think that there needs to be more depth and more meat to what's being said what's being sung and not chanted I feel as chanting myself
1: yes (laughs)
0: That's just me. I, and that's that's my opinion. Somebody's probably gonna call me out on it, but that's what I feel. I feel it's chanting. It is not a form of worship to God, it's chanting. So
1: absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Preach gospel, sung gospel. All belongs to God. It all points to God. It all appoints something higher than you. So you should not hear I. You mm-hmm. should hear he, God, Lord, Jesus. And I I uh, tell our youth choir director, uh, and when you do popular songs and they're beautiful, put God, put Lord in there. There's a space for you to even insert it so that the, the, the young people are aware. They know they're in a church setting, but let them be aware that they always put the person they're referencing in their song when they're singing. hmm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. And uh, because you're in a church, you can change the words. Like you said, you could change the lyrics if you like. (laughs) You can (laughs) can still use the bass, but use the lyrics, uh, change the lyrics. This has been a pleasurable conversation with you. I just want to say that. And I want to ask you to tell my audience how they can purchase your books uh, and how they can get in contact with you if they'd like to get in contact with you.
1: Okay, I have um, done some presentations during Black History Month at um, Chicago libraries on gospel music. I don't know if we'll ever go back to that, but if we do, again, you'll be able to find me during February in one of our libraries talking about uh, gospel music in America. Uh, there is an upcoming program on Channel 11, which is now a uh, being put together about the origin or the birth of gospel music in Chicago. Mm. And I was, I am going to be a part of that broadcast when it comes, and you'll get a chance to hear a lot from a lot of different people about gospel music's origin in this city, which was the mecca of gospel music. You'll also be able to find my books online. Uh, my website is the name of my first book, Joyful Noise Press, P-R-E-S-S. So you can just uh, look at my website and you'll find information on how to purchase my books. I would rather you purchase them from me, uh, truthfully, because if you get them from Amazon, which you can, uh, they will get the money, not myself. Not that I make a lot of money from the books, but uh, you will also get a personal autograph if you get them directly from my website. Uh, my information on how to contact me from the website is there, but if you don't like to use the computer, you can basically just go to my um, Gmail account, which again is Joyful Noise, www.joyfulnoise. Then I have 121 at Gmail and you will be able to get my contact information. I have a Facebook page, um, Make a Joyful Noise. You can find me on LinkedIn. I really don't have time for Instagram with my uh, gospel ministry in the church, but those are the ones that you'll be able to really get in touch with me. If you send me something, I will answer. All All right. Thank you so much for having me.
0: That is so wonderful. Now, I want to thank my guest, Dr. Catherine Baker-Kemp, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment, also, if you have any suggestions for future guests you would like to hear on the show, send me an email to let's talk to GMg at gmail.com that's let's talk the number two GMg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying let's sing, let's shout and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold until the next episode. take care and God bless. amen. And I thank you for listening to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. I'm your host, Sonia Smith Gibbs. This episode has been brought to you by Born to Speak to You Corporate Training Materials. This is an online training course that brings training programs online with e-learning library of courses there are eight different categories which include administrative skills career development human resources personal development sales and marketing supervisors and managers workplace essentials and microsoft office specialist now with that microsoft office specialist you can study and get certified as MOS, a Microsoft Office Specialist. Go to borntospeaktoyou.com. That's born the number two, speak the number two, you.com. These are wonderful corporate training materials for those who are transitioning into a new field. For those who want to enhance the skills that they have, and just for someone who wants to do continued learning and education. Check out borntospeaktoyou.com for their corporate training materials.